Hey, hey, hey. That's mine. You son of a bitch. Hey! Take those headphones off right now! the guardians of the galaxy and a bunch of a-holes Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Cinephiles. I'm Totsky. Babes! Tito. (laughs) I'm Steve. Holy cinephiles, Batman. I'm Ashcake. Yeah. Hello. I think it's been a while since we did one. It's been a while since something's been uploaded to our website. (laughs) So, so, you know, uh, an untimely hack and then a a, a week of busyness. I can't believe you guys love that about Kevin Smith. What like the 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 Hollywood Babylon? Like I I I think it's like the segments. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Kevin Smith. But it's it's like I feel like it's him him and Ralph at their lowest common denominator because. It's really just shticks, and I'm like, I love it when he's like freeforming, like like when he was talking about the, you know the musk of Tusk and that, on yeah. that thing, like when they did the podcast about Tusk, that is Kevin Smith at his best. When him and and Scott Mosier were were just going over this article, laughing about it, but actually generating what would become a script, like that in that's inspiring. To you me, know, it's all of it. it's all. And they're I like, love, I love oh, Justin Bieber. Blah, I love blah, blah. it all, man. I, I love yeah, it that's both. Just it. Me too. It's the like different sides of the same coin. I guess I, I can sip my I can sip my high tea at noon and listen to him on Smodcast, and then get down into the fucking trenches with. Uh, Did you hear that? Uh, I, and I'm I'm a, like I'm a radio guy. I totally go in for the shticks, the quick like you know make me laugh. Yeah. Did you uh, hear that? And making breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Legolas. Uh, Legolas punched fucking... Justin Bieber. Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently. Oh, I already fucked Gomez. Well, uh, well, what's his name was laughing. Who was it? Um. Leonardo DiCaprio was at the same bar, and I guess after uh, Orlando Bloom punched uh, Justin Bieber, Leonardo DiCaprio was at his table and just fucking cheering on Orlando Bloom and laughing oh, his ass Oh, that's going to be a good segment Seriously? on that. Yeah. <laughs> what else would you do? I would laugh at that shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. Something that's funny as shit, man. Man, that kid's Dude, not winning any fucking you points know why? I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> you're a little cunt. But we're not talking about Babylon. We're here to talk about... Uh, well, is, I think the connection is that we were, we've been busy, yeah. and we did watched a little Babylon, and now we're back. And the big thing that didn't get a lot of huge announcement at San Diego Comic-Con. Because it didn't need it. Because it didn't need it because it, it, was, it was already in. Three days later was Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, one thing I do notice that they spent a lot of money on marketing for this one. I think this they had was the to. most marketed Marvel movie. They had to. And it was it, everywhere, man. It, it, was it was a gambit. Everywhere. It was a total gambit because I remember when it was first announced, a lot of people were like, Guardians what? of the Galaxy. Yeah. It's like nobody knows these characters. Yeah. This is going to be this. This is um, Marvel's biggest risk, and and it's been turned around to be one of like their biggest like 
aces in the hole because Isn't it of the highest grossing August opener of yep. all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually beat the opening for Captain America: Winter Soldier. So like the opening day uh, numbers, but like keep in mind, Captain America was an April release. Yeah, yeah. make sure that's clear yeah. with everybody. So, so but oh, and this is definitely more marketed as a family film too. I would say. Well, I, out of all the out of all the Marvel movies, this one is the most relatable to kids. Like this yeah. movie is like it's like it's I would even I dare say it is the Ninja Turtles of this generation. Because it works on both an adult and child level. I feel like it's it's Avengers meets E.T. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, to, to me, the only comparison I had to this... Watching that on Thursday night, the very first show in 9.30, was I imagined how people felt when they watched New Hope. That's in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can... I, the only thing I can opening. relate with Star Wars is I remember my, my mom showed me it on TV... In the 80s. Yeah, yeah, That was the first time I watched Star Wars. And that was a big issue for them. Probably wasn't until the age. late 80s, but yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, whenever it was. It was. like four years. Like, I remember network television would only get a movie four years later. I remember I like, we had the beta. In 1990. Betamax. In, in 1996, <laughs> what was a big deal, the summer of 1986, was the network television premiere of Terminator 2 Judgment Day on the ABC Sunday night movie. And on was, ABC, the Family Network. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, oh, I told because they they edited it down, obviously, right? <laughs> Clearly, but but like we had the VCR ready and everything. We're like, we're gonna record this shit because we never bought the VHS. We're gonna own it. <laughs> Pause it during the commercial. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But no, like that's uh, to me like that. Watching this that night is to me is how I've I imagine people felt because to me it was the definition of thrill ride, fun movie. Okay, sorry, maybe not thrill ride because I've been in other movies where I'm like. Well, fucking! I feel like I was just in a car, but that was fun. I couldn't stop smiling through the whole fucking yeah. two yeah. hours, uh, and there was not one part where I where actually I found myself drop down. Like I yeah. was, I kept maintaining on that high roller coaster the whole time. And I really think that uh, I think that the movie would have had the same impact without that it. crazy marketing campaign. One thing that I noticed while we were down in uh, in Comic Con, uh, well, in San Diego, was we were walking at night uh, when everything's all kind of closed down at the convention center. We walked by one window where it was just lit up on the inside, and they had really uh, – it, it reminded me of the kind of uh, Disney Infinity figures. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, got, yeah, like yeah. That kind of – they've got a stylized uh, look to them that are all the same, yeah. but it all encompasses all of their properties. And there were the Guardians of the Galaxy there, and but they were amongst uh, the Avengers and stuff. Yeah. And they were just these standees, and I'm like – these things exist already. Like they yeah. completely yeah. spread it across every single possible, possible well, this, this opening a, that Disney owns. This is really like where the marriage between Marvel and Disney shines, because Disney knows how to market something to children, oh, and so yeah. so when when you know, and and I think that's probably why the team of the Guardians of the Galaxy is what they were. Like why those were the specific members they chose. Yeah. They're like, we need some badasses, but we need also something that kids are going to relate to. And surprisingly, it wasn't Rocket Raccoon, which Mm-mm. you would think, oh, Rocket Raccoon's going to be the one that kids relate There's to. No, tree. he's the raunchy one. Yeah. And yeah. Groot, the scary looking one, is actually the one that kids would be the like the soft, cuddly one, right? But no, and, like, yeah. You can tell like that had to, like just go kind of go beyond Disney. Like That was well written. Like they, they wrote Groot for for that role specifically, that's how Gunn and Nicole Perman, uh, Nicole Perman, yeah. who wrote it, like look at the scenes they did, like oh, where they're in that one uh, most quote unquote most Isley, but I think they call it nowhere, yeah. where all the kids come running up and right away uh, Pratt, I don't know, I'm on calling by the actor's name, uh, right These away kids will steal your wallet, steal yeah. your wallet, and then right off the bat they cut to Groot who fucking does the grows the, a flower, grows a flower, out of his hand. like right off the bat, like they're writing this guy as you are going to be yeah. the cuddly creature that everyone's going to crave at Christmas and time. The 
crazy. Which is which is fucking which, solidified that last which scene. Which is too. another funny thing, actually, because um, Mike and I at Comic Con went to a meeting with Entertainment Earth for Nirvana, right? And we were up there, and he was showing us the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, collectibles, and like, he's like the, you're gonna want this. No, shit. <laughs> like the action figures and stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, you guys are gonna want this, right?" And he's like, "But the most important thing is, you'll see this package has Groot's leg in it." Oh, that's a build they your spread own his body uh, across yeah, the yeah. five different packages. Yeah. So you have to buy all you have of them to, buy to get Groot. All of yeah. them to get Groot, exactly. And he said Groot is going to be the favorite. Like they've well, already and called it. As soon it. as I heard that, I was like, "Well, why didn't you buy all five right there?" Like, <laughs> well, let's go. But that's funny though because we I they were pre-order. I didn't oh, no. give maybe I'm thing, not allowed to talk about it. Oh well, I didn't give this thing a second <laughs> look, and now after watching it, I'm like. I want some collectible shit from fucking Guardians. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that, like, I remember like the first thing I posted after we watched the movie. I'm like, it, that baby dancing Groot. Spoilers alert! Oh, the baby it, dancing uh, Groot. If that thing is not something that you can buy, Disney's stupid. Like Disney's it's an idiot. Be one because of those things that, that is has, something like, you want on your desk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time it sees motion, it's just like. Like you to be know, honest, I think people you know like, that's going to be on Etsy before there's an official licensed version. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Right. So you so, know when that happens, it's going right up there. Oh yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I think the biggest success that this movie had, and it is actually what I will say is the biggest problem with Batman versus Superman right now, is that Guardians of the Galaxy is unapologetic about what it is. Uh-huh. Like the movie has, if if you could give it a personality, the movie has balls. And it's very much like, and I think that's what made A New Hope such a great movie, because A New Hope also had balls. It was like very much like, this is the world. This is Catch something up. you have no idea. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, yeah. It, it, we're not going to spoon feed anything to you. This shit just exists. Yep. And, and, and don't ready. worry about yep. it, because it's all, it, it doesn't matter to the plot. It's just, That's you know. a good point, especially to that fucking celestial head. Again, nowhere. Yeah. I'm just like. They didn't touch on anything to do with that head. I'm like, there's just a floating fucking head. Yeah, all they head? say it's like they're mining it, right? Because it's a, it's rare. Who's yeah, that belong like, to Galactus? Like, I'm yeah. so fucking curious. Yeah. About so, it, right? well, but they just Zoe Saldana's character Gamora has a line. She has it's the only exposition about it, but she just says that it's, it belongs to an ancient celestial being. Yeah. And that's and it. And now it's they're it. mining Boom. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah, and now and they're the mining beauty it. of it yeah. is, if you're a comic book fan. You kind of have an inkling of where this is going, and you're like, "Holy shit, it's going deeper." We're get- like, I mean, the biggest what I'll say is like, um, for those of the that were, I, I, I've been reading online, and a lot of people complain about the post credit scene, like, "Oh, it's just a throwaway gag, just like in Iron Man 3. But uh, here's the thing: in uh, the what end of Iron, Iron Man three, uh, I, at the end of Iron Man three, you find out Bruce therapy. Banner now works for Stark Industries. Oh, right, the yeah. talking, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, here's the thing: Guardians of the Galaxy didn't need to give us more because the biggest thing that Guardians of the Galaxy gave to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is it finally explained what the Infinity Stones were well, and yeah. how many there are. And some serious Thanos coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. That was a way more than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, yeah. So, and, and it was, it, it, yeah, it's. You it's, hear him talk. You hear him. You, you, you look see at his move. face on a freaking yeah. hologram. And everyone's screen. talking about him. This is a universe that they know who Thanos is, they no know the threat he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so what, what, what's. what's uh, Good, what, good point, though. Good so point. what I was going to say, this yeah, movie's boy. really ballsy. And what I was going to say, the what? counterpoint to that God. is is Batman versus Superman, its biggest problem right now is that its fucking title is Batman versus Superman. The, no, no, movie, the movie is literally <laughs> telling you, this movie's going to have Batman fight Superman. Like, <laughs> it, like, And I'm like, you have two of the most iconic characters in the history of comic books, and you're fucking spoon-feeding us what's going to happen in the movie? Yeah, don't I don't understand why... why uh, Warner Brothers in DC is is going to and actually uh, my buddy Tyler he actually expl- he actually explained this in a really cool way he kind of told me he's like 
here's the problem with DC, and it has nothing to do with the filmmakers. It actually has to do with Warner Brothers as a company. Warner Brothers is such a huge company now. For something to get done, for something to happen in the movie, it has to be greenlit through various levels. Up until like the very top, and the very top says, "Well, maybe we need to maybe make this a little simpler for the audience." And they go put a mechanical a, spider. Yeah, in and then it. there's like a board, and no, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Bulgarian snare beast. Yeah. Go, go. Because every choice they make is all about the shareholders and blah blah blah. Here's the thing about Marvel. Marvel's Marvel is in a very unique position where Kevin Feige is the guy. Yep. And very much, and President the guy, the, Studios, yeah. the guy is very much a comic book guy. He knows yeah. about his characters. He 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 knows what a CEO of a company or a, you know the 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 head of a of a studio should know about his characters. So he's like, when someone comes up with an idea, he's like, well, this will fit with Iron Man, but it might not fit here. And like it's it's kind yeah. of yeah. And so so because they have this one guy that's kind of steering the ship, he knows how to approach certain things. And he doesn't need, you know, it's like, oh, I got to go talk to Disney whether or not they'll clear this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, yeah. And the like you were saying earlier, like Batman versus Superman is a slap in the face. We know exactly what's going to be happening. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy, we're like, who are they? So they bring out a trailer and they're like, this is blah, blah, blah. And this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, the trailer was pretty. What a bunch of a holes! What a bunch of a holes! Which is interesting because the trailer, the trailer does more explaining than the movie does. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that. Fucking Drax isn't even in that scene because he's already in the prison. prison. No, yeah, but but just going back, like reading articles about this, and I've always just kind of been curious about the business side of 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 films as well, just because like you sit there and everyone freaks out about them. J.J. Abrams going for. For Star Wars, and I'm like, come on! Like as a business owner, man, you just spent four billion dollars on a product. You kind of want a guarantee as a director. You don't want to yeah. bank it on some newbie. Like that's just not smart business. And then you just get the fans. They're like, woo, woo, woo. it irritates me. Yeah, but, but anyway. then you have you have where a gamble pays off huge with Joss Whedon for Avengers. Cause, he was already established though, but he wasn't a successful director. Remember, Serenity or a Serenity bombed. Yeah, yeah he Buffy, had made, but Buffy was fucking huge on like, television. On yeah, TV. it's a big leap uh, between enough. television and movies. Uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Joss Whedon was a risk, but Marvel brought him on board because they knew he had a fan base, and also he had been writing for Marvel for some time at that point. Yeah, and they were kind of like he, uh, it, it, like Joss Whedon, wasn't good with Kevin Feige, right? And and basically they were like, well, we need a director for for Avengers, and then they they started thinking about it, and it's like you know what. Avengers actually needs someone that's in with the nerd crowd because this is the type of movie it is, right? Well, this is what I kind of wanted to bring the the conversation to on all of our parts, and I'll see if it sparks as it might in my head. You made a comment once, and I wanted you to elaborate on it. Like, to me, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become so important to that brand where... To which brand? To Marvel's brand. Marvel's brand in itself, right? Because they announced Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it was the same year as Avengers came out, because they announced their Phase yeah. 2 stuff, or maybe the year before. Yeah. Anyway, they're just like, Captain America, and then you can see the, once again, on my big audience reaction videos, you can see Captain America, and it just says the Captain America logo, and then it comes the Winter Soldier, and everyone's yeah. like, whoa! Right? And then there's like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and everyone's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right? And I've been kind of following that story where the comic book in itself, the relaunch was in 2008. Yeah. But the line has since tripled, I think, into like third and fourth printings. 
since that announcement because yeah. all of a sudden people are like they're trying to get on the ground floor they're like I want to know what the fuck this is before I go and well, watch you know, it right? and I, I hate the show you gotta but be I, into it before it was yeah, cool I, I, yeah exactly I hate I hate this show in particular but I have to admit that it's it's helped steer people in this direction the Big Bang Theory has essentially been being a nerd for dummies and so the idea <laughs> is like the show very much spoon feeds nerd cul- culture to the layman right yep. and here's the thing what the what the beautiful thing what you were saying about how the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so important to Marvel, part of that reason is because they're doing it in a way where a person that's never picked up a comic book suddenly cares about these characters in the same way a comic book reader does. Well, no, it's true, but to me, it has the yeah. opposite effect. Like, like if I don't know if I ever said it on the podcast, but to me, I think finally put it down in the words that an interview we did for Arkham Rising, it made me kind of think of it more clearer. Clearer when the guy was like, "Well, how'd you get into Batman?" And you guys all said your comic book references, and I'm like, well, me, I got into Batman at the, at the '89 movie. I did too. By just, I by just, movie. yeah, like that. That's how I I go the reverse yeah. way. Like usually, it's you telling me the story. Usually, the movie gets announced. Me, you talking about the movie. You telling me about the comic book origins. Then me going buying the comic book after watching the movie or around yeah. the movie at some point, right? Because right now I'm kind of kicking myself because they had that Star Lord number one com- uh, uh, Comic Con exclusive edition, and I'm like, fuck, I should have picked that up. <laughs> Because for some reason I'm addicted to Comic Con exclusives all of a sudden. So yeah, yeah me but too. I mean but they're exclusive. <laughs> but I mean, and, and okay, fair eBay, Talking about the movie in itself, right? Like the movie very much it has a really weird ET opening, in my opinion. Like you know, remember how ET starts with like yeah. ET being left behind and stuff? It's got kind of like the reverse thing where it's like, and it's really interesting because there's the movie does this beautiful foreshadowing through the death of his mother. Where you know his family is like won't take their hand. It's it's like oh it's the cancer talking and her father and her mom's going around about how her father his father's an angel he came down from heaven yeah and it, the whole thing is like and, and meanwhile those that know his the grandfather is like, just your like, fucking dad is an alien that's why dude yeah. <laughs> like, no good point yeah and I I, I, I love like, that intro though my dark speculation though at the beginning of the movie was I was just like D- does the cancer have something to do with it is yeah, there some sort of like too. radiation like, yeah there's uh, there's, there's a lot of radiation in Marvel's comic to history too like um uh, it's interesting there's, there's like, a gamma radiation there, there's a comic yeah. book there's a comic book called um, Spider Man uh, da, 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 da. I forget what it's called. I think it's like the end or something, but like it's like an old, older Peter Parker, like old man Peter Parker type thing. And and like part of what you find out is Mary Jane's dead and she died because she got cancer because of his fucking radioactive body fluid. Wow. Yeah. So he he inadvertently Dark. gave her cancer. And she I love died that. Like to me, like yeah. I love that opening. Like to me. To me, your best writing and your best kind of storylines is drawn off great, great paths of emotion. Well, kids, kids, fucking mom just died. Yeah, and how? Remember when he's being beamed up to fucking uh, Merle? And and the big be- <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it was that was <laughs> Merle. That, let's uh, let's get Merle. one thing straight. Um, uh, Yondu in that movie is Merle from The Walking Dead, man. But he's got both hands still. Yeah, he's good to go. Fuck, you look good, man. Yeah. I think that was some wicked makeup. Talk me that way, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, oh, like man, when he's getting the, beamed up, the makeup was like astounding me throughout this whole movie like when uh when they were all getting squirt down with like that yellow stuff or whatever it was yeah the and orange again, like delouser and if then anyone re- read if yeah. anyone reads it james gunn went like fucking 85 percent practical yeah this is the way yeah. you fucking do it these days yeah now. and like and i mean like but green he got shit. soaked freaking michael did he got yeah. absolutely drenched and his makeup was like yeah it's yeah you're right it oh yes no, good call yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. a skin yeah. Okay. No, yeah. and that's practical is the way to go, man. Fucking A. Yeah. Well, well, you, talk about the, uh, you talk about Harvey. the like E.T. like suck him up 
tractor beam like moment the there. Mom, yeah. But then the Marvel intro, the Marvel tag. Which no one was getting rowdy with me. <laughs> I was. Yeah, yeah. Were you? No, no. Yeah. I, my but point I, being I is like, that it was it was after an intro. It a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, now it, well, here's the interesting thing is because Marvel up until. Uh, up until Avengers or f- the end of Phase One, their logo was very like it was very 2D, like just logo. Just boom. well, no, it was just you'd, you'd hear the pages. Flipping, oh right, right? yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, that would get you excited enough because you're like, oh, it's a Marvel movie, or whatever. But now after Avengers, they they like they, it's like, like almost like it's, it's like a seal of quality now, right? Like it's. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like this is a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. So, and they got the short version for TV. Yeah. So with that being said, it's almost, it, it's a Marvel cinematic feature, man. That gets you excited. No, no, you're absolutely yell, right. right. It's like we're we're in a very cool precipice and because got me like kids like like Kingston are are part are part of a are are now part of a, a tradition of movies that are starting with this amazing logo that's kind of like the brand of quality. And I can't, I'm trying to remember... <laughs> Family well, it reminds fun of that. me of like... <laughs> Where there's so many intros and so many production companies. You're like, yeah. oh wow, this movie's like a tiger. And no, but like, that's what I'm, MGM or something. No, but here's here's what I'm getting at. is like This is exactly what I was getting at about the fact that the difference between DC's, DC and making decisions in Marvel. You notice how movies today have like four or five production company titles in the beginning, right? Marvel, Marvel doesn't have that. No, yeah. they have the one. They're they're no, they're two. They got Paramount. Two. Yeah, well, it's Disney I now. Don't but it was, Avengers has Paramount because Paramount. Oh, yeah. they had Paramount, the Marvel for that, right? But now but, it's they, they took but, Disney out. It's just yeah. Marvel. Guardians is just Marvel. Yeah, because yeah. Di- cause, okay. yeah so what Disney distributes in the same company, so they just yeah. left. Yeah. It. So so it, th- th- you're talking about the original 2008 deal, the 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 Iron Man release deal. It went Par- up, it went up yeah. all the way to Avengers. Avengers was the last one. It was. Hang on. It was Iron Man. Iron Man was was. Um, Paramount and uh, and Marvel, of course. Yep. Um, uh, Hulk was Universal and Marvel right. yeah, because right. they still had the rights. Yep. The Incredible yep. Hulk. The yeah, Incredible the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, but but now going forward, it's it's just, just a Marvel, Marvel. production, yeah. right? And it's very cool because it's almost like an old school studio. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, obviously, this is this was uh, the James Bond thing. Whenever whenever you saw the United the United Artists logo and the MGM logo, yeah. it's a very much like uh this is a Bond movie intro. Oh, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, was, I, I thought you were like going to be going with the Lucasfilm. Yeah, like, or yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Well, but or Lucas, the Disney Castle, right? Yeah. So. No, the thing about it, Luke, like every Star Wars picture was always the two of them. Dun 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 dun. Which is the Fox, Fox yeah. And then dun dun dun, fucking flashy yeah. Lucasfilm. Probably the best example Ta-da! then in that and case. They better would be, continue doing that. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. I guess the be- uh, best example of that would probably be the um, the the Disney the Disney logos of the VHSs when yeah, remember yeah. the the blue logo with the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, fuck, we're just talking about the logo, man. No, That's no, how good this movie. Is. But I mean, like, no, it's it's really cool. You got like, uh, no, I'm not being sarcastic. You got this really cool forward, yeah. and it's just like this is your character's intro, right? And it's really cool because like being a nerd and all that stuff, you get into the you know he gets abducted, right? And all of a sudden you get that Marvel logo, right? And it's just like you get that real big feeling about like this is the origin of something new, something big, right? Like yeah. you remember Iron Man, you remember the Hulk, right? Yeah. Like get ready for what's coming next, right? And then it, you get into this fucking hilarious. Bit. Intro to him as an adult, right? And he's just so years later. nonchalant about living in this world now. And and that's kind of what the intro is all saying. He's like, he's used to living in space. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, sure, there's a huge fucking snake worm creature in the pit of this uh, cavern. Big deal. I'll just rock it over. I'll use my rocket boots. Yeah. <laughs> and using the fucking rats to sing the song was fucking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing. He's not scared by these things and he's very much. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that we kind of skipped over is like, the importance of the tape deck, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like his last earthly belonging, right? 
which is something that you guys made the call from the from the trailer. And like I said, uh, I, I don't can't remember if we did uh, a Cinephiles TV on the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. I can't remember. Either way, I, I'm pretty sure it's on a podcast somewhere where I had a bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth from the original Guardians trailer. Well, you right? said it wasn't enough for you. You were like, you're like that that trailer didn't tell me I anything need about the movie. Shot. I don't think it wasn't enough. To me, it was just no. That's that exactly what he said. Whiny fucking. He like, wasn't oh, I want... whiny. It was. Can we play it back? Hey, put that away. Hey, take those headphones off. That's mine. Those belong to Impound. That tape and that player is mine. Hooked on a feeling. Blue Sweet, 1973. That song belongs to me. Someone play back. That wasn't what you said at all. You, what that you were wasn't saying what was you, said you, you went all. on about sure how no. the movie was uh, what? It's like Uga Chaga and nothing. You just you're like it's a bunch of clips. I'm not interested in these characters. What? Like, why are he's, they he's, using this he's, old he's, music? He, yeah, he's like, what, what was like, what's what's the deal with the tape deck? And Steve and I that went into this whole thing. Like they probably introduced it because uh, it's his probably last. Probably sounds like something I said. <laughs> It's his <laughs> last earthly possession, and we guarantee you well, that it's going to have a major honestly, part to play. Honestly, I never well, remember you saying anything about him being whiny because I would have flipped on it earlier because he wasn't even. <laughs> they kick you right in the feels right in that opening scene with the mom passing yeah. away. Oh, yeah, And yeah. they like he ties it. like They explain it right away that his mom made these mixtapes of pop songs that she wanted her son to experience. Yeah, no, what no. A good like, mom. like I said, the development, right? Yeah, exactly. They really tied it into it. You know, they you know made you an, care about it. You know what's right a really away. interesting element of that movie, though, eye. that I found really cool is it's probably one of the first movies I've seen where space or being in space isn't as scary as we perceive it in most movies. A lot of movies, it's like, oh my god, if the if the ship breaks a seal or whatever. You're gonna die. He was floating around with gloves on. Yeah, because actually, more a uh, more science that um, makes sense. Actually, it actually makes more sense scientifically. Apparently, in space, you know how so many movies are like you'll blow it's up cold, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, you're in a vacuum. What what actually happens in space? You can actually survive in space for a number of seconds, but the cold will eventually yeah, freeze you. It's freezing, pretty quickly. right? Yeah. And you and know, if you have air in your lungs, your, your lungs will burst for so long. Because of the vacuum. You have to breathe out. No, but like he lasted ages in space, even though he was a little human. And they're like, you're going to die. You're going to freeze and you're going to pop. No, because he's not just a human. Well, that's that's an element there too. But what I'm getting at is it's kind of like, look how humans treat space travel, right? Like how we're like, we put on the astronaut costume and all that sort of stuff. You should know it's a spoiler alert. Yeah, we're in we're, we're he's part of a universe or a world, uh, a bigger world where space travel is it's like not that big of a deal. It's the same as maybe being like a pilot or being an undersea, you know, yeah, yeah, explorer or whatever. So I, I just thought that was kind of cool, just because like it's it's kind of like, <laughs> you don't know the word for uh, how neither do I. <laughs> what stenographer? Stenographer no, no, guys? Uh, uh, I was gonna say seaman, but. <laughs> That um, I guess is a word. Uh, or a diver, yeah. No, yeah, no. I'm a diver to, is, isn't what it? What do you uh, call? It's not an astronaut. You're a fucking yeah. An uh, scuba diver. A- aquanaut. An aquanaut. That's a good one. Hydronaut. Hydronaut. Hail Hydronaut. What was Sequest? Yeah, uh, but I mean Sequest. Uh, um, I wanted to make the the distinction, like you say, about the adventure in space, is that uh, not the distinction actually, but the connection to Serenity. Mm-hmm. Like speaking of Joss Whedon being in the mix, I think they really took a. Took a page out of that book because there was a lot similar with the the captain, the plucky but kind of hurt, damaged from the past because of an abandonment issue captain 
with his team of ragtag, also badass, but also really funny crew. Yeah. All very different with, uh, you know, like different things in mind, including the mercenary just care interested in cash, including the reluctant, uh, you know, female yeah. companion. Um, everyone's, including, got, everyone's in it for a different the reason. Yeah. mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I, I really, I do I really say like this. the aspect of like, you know, it's like if you like Han Solo, who's like a smuggler, get ready for Star Lord, who was raised by a like family of smugglers yeah, for exactly. some reason. The, no um, doubt. The one person I really wanted to point out uh, that stole this movie for me was Batista. Uh, he's really good. I wow, say yeah. he stole it. Not to me, he here, fucking stood above. In my he opinion. Up. He didn't fuck it up. <laughs> like, well, like I said, when I think f- they wrote him. I, I think they. Uh, I think Batista was perfectly cast in that he was. Yeah, it, it, it was written like he he fit the character that was he was written yeah. for perfectly. And I think, like I told you guys like, before, how I think the reason why he stood out so much is because I followed his career from the get go when I was in wrestling. He made his debut, yeah. so like this is where all I know is he never played a very good character in, in WWF when I watched apparently he, they kind of pushed him towards the end and he was never really one for his mic skill you know what I mean like he was just your your typical the animal Dave Batista, decent fucking guy he did a couple of like the the, the wrestling movies yeah. he used a couple of TV shows it wasn't that good you know, well, like you, know when you see a movie with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're not expecting fucking acting. Like The Rock got decent with it, you yeah. know but you know what I mean. Like, but he he fucking rocked it to me, and that's what I think made really stand out. Right? They were like, "Oh shit, we put GSP in Captain America. We better put someone else in Guardians." Well, exactly. Even GSP <laughs> showed up too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even GSP was kind of well written in the fact that like like he has one line, but it's such a good line. Well, oh, but I mean, he's like, "Are you there. the man or are you the shield?" Well, right? his, but his role was like wow. GSP's role was like. Go fight, you know what I mean? Like to me, well, Drax, I guess, was similar. Like, but I mean, he, he played the fucking he, psycho, like he crashing, a, he's laughing his away. His whole family like, died. He's like, yeah, it was good. I loved it. Not like, his actually, family dying. I think, that wasn't I think the sequence of them, like most of them, getting drunk in nowhere yeah. was yes. probably the like best sequence. And, and of Definitely. course, it was also the the catalyst he just of calls the, up Ronan. I know it's so funny. He's just he's drunk, like, calling him on the phone. You, <laughs> you are going to make a transmission for me. And, yeah, and like the big thing about his species that's, being literal was, that's, was a big, again, uh, like, that's a big change uh-huh. too, by the way, in terms of like the Marvel universe. Ronan the Accuser in the comics, he's very much a part of the Kree Empire. What they've labeled him as now is that he's, he's an a terrorist. He was a Nero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he's an extremist, right? Quick side note: anyone that follows Shield, can we officially say that that blue it's alien a Kree body. is a Kree it body? It is a Kree body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. Ghost house. Yeah. Guest house. Uh. Sorry, guest house. <laughs> what? Ghost house. Yeah, I've like been ghost playing house. too much Mario Kart. <laughs> Tahiti? But no, yeah. I, I just want to make that official because I think seeing fucking Ronan come from his slumber in that lake or whatever, I'm just like, they're entirely, that looks exactly like it. So Yeah, yeah. And um, and then they changed Ronan pretty quick, man, when they put him in that makeup and, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't look like a fucking Kree all that much. So Well, that's how he looks in the comics. And, like, the thing is, like, he... He represents the Kree Empire in the comics, right? He like he goes from world to world and deems them whether or not they're worthy of being oh, part of the Kree the accuser, Empire. Okay. Yeah, and, and if they're not, if they're not, they're either left alone because they're too primitive, or they're destroyed because they might become a future threat to the Kree Empire. Oh, so, wow. so it's interesting that this is a rogue faction in this movie. Well, right? it's interesting because it looks like the Kree haven't really been touched upon. So essentially, when when uh, when the um, what fucking uh, Nova? the Nova Corps uh, what Nova the planet, Prime. Oh, oh, fucking Xander. Um, Zan- the, the Xanadarian government contacts yeah. the Kree and say, hey, handled your guy. They're like, well, or at he least doesn't represent us. make sure us. you're not part of them. Right, right yeah. They, yeah. They repre- it's your problem. It, yeah, it's your problem. So, yeah, exactly. So, okay, it, it, in my thought process <laughs> behind that is like, 
My thought process behind that is that He's we not don't trying to blow us. We up. don't really know enough about the Kree yeah. yet, right? Mm. But we do know uh, enough about Ronan, right? Yeah. And we know a lot about the Zandarians because they look human. So yeah. it's very easy well, for us to yeah. know exactly what's going on the with John their planet. C. Riley cameo. Well, I guess would you call it a cameo? No, no not really. I'd say He's a role. A role. The uh, he did pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't really stand out for me. Like even what the was whole Stanley Dixon. doing? Picking up chicks. Stanley. Yeah, uh, he was in Zandarian creep and fucking uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper just uh, Rocket just yeah. bad mouthing the shit out of him. <laughs> Where's your wife, you creep? Yeah, <laughs> so good. That was a good way of introducing the two of them too. Like it's literally yeah. the two bounty hunters or the two fucking. Uh, thugs is what I guess they keep calling yeah. them, but they're just trying to pick up some money, and they're mm-hmm. fucking sitting there with their scanner going around to everyone and be like, "Oh look, there's that was a perfect sequence to get the five of them together or the four of them together." Oh, that yeah. absolutely, that was fucking classic. And then the, the fifth in the, in the uh, prison there. It was a pr- like perfect, uh, like nice get you started with the action sequence. You know, like there's a, a little fight. There'd been a little bit of action so far, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a good rough and tumble bar fight. Yeah. Underwater bar fight, you know. And then fucking, the, I don't know, like the, the way you get introduced to Groot. I, I, I'm i dying to see some behind the scenes because uh, uh, Bradley Cooper didn't do mocap for Rocket. It was actually James Gunn's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vin Diesel did do mocap for Groot. And I'm oh, yeah. dying to see some of those scenes. So I'd just like to see. Vin Diesel's expressions. Oh, man. Because they did mimic some of Groot based on him. Yeah. Right? Steve so. was saying he said, I am Groot approximately 1,200 times with wow. all different like inflections. inflections. But the cool Fuck thing it. about it is Vin Diesel did all the different languages as well. Oh, so really? Said, yeah. Uh, I am Groot and we are Groot. Je m'appelle Groot. Oh, oh he did. Oh, I thought, <laughs> you, meant, oh, I thought you meant the languages yeah. like in nowhere or something. Oh, he actually did all oh, the no, dubbing no, yeah. for... Oh, shit. No, he did all the dubbing for Groot himself. So that's make fun great. of Vin Diesel all you want, man. But Iron Giant now Groot, dude's a premium voice actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give him that at least. <laughs> but no, I, like like I said, everyone's attachment to Groot I think starts pretty much right from that scene. Like uh, Gamora bats his arms off and he's like crying over his limbs and shit. Yeah. He's like, ah, shut up, they'll grow back. Like I just love, I love character development. And mm-hmm. you, you see the back and forth between Rocket and Groot, and then fuck that shit at the end. Anyone Absolutely. that had a dry eye, anyone that had a dry eye, that has no fucking soul, man. Because like <laughs> when you see a tough and uh, a real tough and grumble character, well, like Rocket, you, you see the who for- was established. Yeah, you as see that. the foreshadow too when uh, the collector explains the Infinity Gems, and he's like, "Well, at one point, you know, a, a, a certain race, a number of people yep. kind of they bound, bound together to control one of the gems, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know, you're immediately he's like, oh, but it didn't the- work. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I would have liked that and spoiler, but whatever the fuck." I just wish they would have explained it more at the end, like to say that, like, like the power of like, the, or the bond of friendship, or the or the bond between people, or the life force, or whatever, can repel the power stone. Whoa, holy! I know, I know, they, I know they showed Sorry. it, but you know what I mean. Like, if they just would have yeah. stressed it more, where the four of you can probably hang on. To, but no, I guess they showed no, it. No, but they might. Yeah, they showed they, it. They, they might not have known because Star Lord, he's only half human. He probably didn't know that at that point. I know, yeah. but he might not have been able to hang on to it I if he was it, only it human. Yeah, just, it didn't um, need to be said because they had such a perfect uh, piece of dialogue at that moment, right? Like where where he's like looking at uh, uh, Ronan, Ronan or Rodan, Ronan, Ronan, Ronan the Accuser. He's like, you said it yourself. You said it yourself, bitch. Guardians We're the Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy right? Yeah. Although so when when they're with the collector, and then kills him, so Roman's done. Or Ronan's done. When they're with the collector, there was a massive foreshadowing moment because he looks at Groot and he's like, "When you die, 
I'd love your course. I'd love your. I want your course, right? Like, yeah. I if wanna, you're willing or something. If, he's you're, the last, if you're willing, he's, he's like, kind, yeah. I can, I can pay you now, kind what? of thing. That's what he he said. That he's the last of his kind. Well, no, he's he's never run into anything like Groot, right? <laughs> yeah, he's so never he found a Groot before. Same as Rocket. Rocket is unique, right? Really? I thought yeah. the collector knew him as a Groot. Didn't he say, "I've never met a Groot before"? As in your species, he said, is "A Groot." Groot. Huh? He said, I've never met a Groot I thought before. I thought uh, Groot said, I am Groot. Oh, yeah, he beforehand. does. He says, I am Groot. And he's oh, like, I've never, I've met, never I met, met a Groot before. Oh, I am, or, is, oh yeah. Del Toro But, yeah, he was, oh, but okay, he's like, when you die, and he totally died. So the collector thought, oh, when he said, I am Groot, oh, I never met a Groot um, before. A beautiful, I think a beautiful touch that Marvel added to the movie was that the collector has, the, uh, has a Chitauri and a Dark Elf. Just hanging and out. And Elf, apparently. Huh? Elf. A-L-F. Where? It's in the Easter eggs. I, even what? the second time I was trying to find it. That's Apparently kind of it's there. That he has Elf. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and the cosmonaut dog. Yeah, Cosmo. I yeah. love the cosmonaut dog. And I Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. So, but but that's a really nice touch because in all reality, if you think about it, the Dark Elf is the last of his kind at this point after the events of Thor: The Dark World. Mm-hmm. Because they were kind of the last few remaining, and whoever survived. Would have been probably a last remnant, and same with the. Well, I wouldn't and say collected. the same with the Chitari, <laughs> yeah. But at least you know the Chitari. A lot of them died in the invasion of Earth, right? Well, one of the points. So, well, I just want to mention this part. Forget. Does everyone know who voiced Howard the Duck? Yeah, Seth Green. Oh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know the dude. Why do you let him lick you like that? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's one thing I find with the second watching. This is like everyone laughed at one part, and I missed like the follow up. Like especially with a lot of Drax's lines that he would yeah. really follow up with something, right? Like, what did he say? Like, my reflexes are too great, and everyone would laugh. And then yeah. he's like, "Nothing was over my head. I will catch it." Right? I yeah. would have like, caught I, it. I yeah. would have caught it. The uh, one thing I just wanted to mention too, I mentioned it to you guys already. I just wanted to get on the podcast for posterity. Was there was the one scene where Ronan actually gets summoned to Than- uh, Thanos. Yeah. And I always thought, I always called him the Chitari leader, but what's he actually called? Um, the other. They refer to him as the other. And he's a speaker on behalf yeah, of yeah. Thanos. Okay, I never knew like that. A mouthpiece. So essentially, when Loki was talking to him, he was talking. That was all Thanos talking. No, no, no. I, I'm not saying that he he reads Thanos's mind. I think he just speaks on behalf of Thanos. So it's, it's, so Chitari was just controlled a, by him out of the hell of it, or it's more of like a protocol and like a I'm sure a fear thing. So, yeah, I think I, like if something's worthy of Thanos's attention. Yeah. Like then Thanos would be because I thought that was really cool. Obviously. Like as much as we're no. in space for the <laughs> whole movie so assistant. far, okay. Yeah. Like we're in space so far. This is like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Ronan gets summoned to Thanos. Then all of a sudden we're seeing. No, Ronan oh. wants to speak to Thanos. He oh, doesn't get right. summoned. I thought the girls said Ronan or Thanos wants to speak to you. He did. The other said it. Are you other, sure? Yeah, the, he got summoned to Thanos. Okay. And so all of a sudden, what got me excited is, like, all, yeah, we're already in space for the whole movie. Yeah. But now we're starting to see some shit that looks exactly like that fucking Avengers yeah, yeah. in the Avengers movie, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And I'm fucking nudging Ben. I'm like, here we go, here we go. You can fucking see him. Yeah. And what do the, they got? Sanctuary the, was called? Thanos' sanctuary. I think so, yeah. yeah. But the other one won't shut the fuck up. And even I'm just like, yeah. Come They're on, arguing in front of Thanos. Thanos. And then uh, Ronan. And it's so cool how Thanos calls him boy, too. Mm hmm. In the in the yeah, in the he turns and he's but like. To me, I think there was definitely stress put on the fact that Ronan actually Thanos, uh, the others just yammering away, yeah. and Thanos fucking just takes yeah. him right out. And I think that was a, or not Thanos, Ronan takes him right out, uh, which causes Thanos to turn around, and then everyone gets a hard on. The um, hmm. but no, I think there was so much stress put on that where it's like fucking Phase One is so like done, Avengers is yeah, so yeah. done. Actually, all the shit that you saw. What solidified that for me was actually the. Um, the five-minute retrospective that came on online oh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. It's fucking awesome because it's like um, 
they'll come together. It's like they'll 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 be back. It's like why? It's like because we'll, we'll need, need them. them too. And they're talking about you know the uh, uh, the events of the first Avengers movie. And meanwhile, the shot is going. It's it's like panning out from Earth and going across the universe. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it cuts to Starler, and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's just like whatever. <laughs> like the affairs of what's going on it uh, uh, going on on Earth have no repercussions on the galactic stage. Well, like, I mean, you take a look at how big of a deal it was that uh, Thor came down. He was, like, yeah. proof that there was alien life. And, well, like, whole, yeah, the whole reason why I started this arms race. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and uh, then you've got, like, it's a big event that um, you've got a couple in the TV show of other Asgardians. Yeah. But they set the precedent that they'd visited Earth before, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you get uh, the Kree or the alien, the, you know, the mysterious Blue alien. alien. Yeah. But then, in you know, they make such a big deal out of these singular events of these singular, like, you know, chance meetings with aliens and all the Chitari and everything, and the huge, you know, change the world. It's mm. you know, everybody knows the answer to the question: Are we alone in the universe now? Yeah, n- n- uh, what is it? Meanwhile, uh, jump cut to Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and it's relentless. It's yeah. just like forget about all that shit. There's all of these crazy aliens yeah. all living together. They all are in on something that we're not. But now you are too. Like, join us. Come yeah. Well, Heaven forbid that? you have to get across New York to do something. These guys had to get across the whole galaxy to fix well, something. Well, it's, in it's this like movie. Uh, Fury's line: "The world knows. Every world knows. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, uh, well, well, Thanos right now is I, the I, one. I, don't let me. Don't let me. Uh, we're not underselling the Avengers in any, ca- in oh, any God, case because no. you also have to put things in perspective. What what's what caused Thanos to turn at the end of Avengers was the fact that when the other spoke to him, you know, he's like, essentially what he was telling him is like... He was not as weak as we thought. Well, we had an entire army to invade all of Earth, and six individuals were were able to defend it. Six humans were able to defend their whole planet. Hold on, I just want to go back to what you said, though. We're like, we're not... not uh, uh, dumbing down Avengers. Yeah. I think in a way we are. Like I said, I follow the Marvel, like all of us do. We but, follow no, the no, cinematic no. universe so much and I think we've gone, we, the pendulum has swung so far from Avengers do you really 1. Think, no, do you really think they could have done that with, do you really think they could have gotten away with making Guardians of the Galaxy not as strong? Here. Or like, you Hold know, on, no, no. I think I have, I think I have a good analogy want, here. No, Guardians had to be stronger than Avengers to be able for people to fall in love with it because Guardians is an unknown. Far-fetched. It's far-fetched, right? So they really, they really had to fucking nail it. This but I think Avengers was, I think Avengers laid, hang on, I think Avengers laid the foundation with oh, the whole sure. fucking boom portal. That's no, no, no. I think I think you're you're looking at it the wrong way. I think the what it really is is what Guardians of the Galaxy is essentially. It's it's a feature long version of what happened at the end of Iron Man with Nick Fury and and uh, Tony Stark. Essentially, what all Guardians is really saying is, yes, you have the Avengers, but they're part of a much like remember bigger how world. you're bigger than you're bigger you're part of a bigger world right yeah. well guess what you guys are part of a bigger universe where there are players just as strong if not stronger than you in oh, play yeah. but now you guys have you guys have come to the level where you're playing at that level at that stage now right when when all these six in, uh, unique individuals united they've become they've gotten themselves noticed outside of the realms of earth now yeah no, fair yeah, enough. I, I, and I think it's a really cool way of doing it because I'm not like uh, essentially like uh, even the tease of when when you know uh, when uh, Star Lord says he's like I come from a planet of outlaws blah and he's naming them that and then Drax is like it seems like a place I'd like to visit all eighties like, oh, references could that be happening at some point totally, yeah totally all eighties references too like again fucking well, Gun and Perlman then spot on the writing but Footloose, it's funny Footloose. because <laughs> I want to just like go back to what we were saying a little bit earlier. 
I remember you saying you're like, well, how is this going to be bigger and better than the Avengers? I remember that coming out of your mouth, like when Guardians of the Galaxy oh, trailer yeah. came out. You're like, yeah. "How is this going to be bigger and better?" And we were like, "Well, it has to be. That it, it can't not, right?" So they really did have yeah. to. Step well, up no, the it's, mark. yeah, it's, it's such and they an do every title. time because yeah. that's now the thing the you're excited race. about is when are the Guardians gonna, of the Galaxy going to meet the Avengers? Yeah, right? Gonna, yeah. oh, when are they going to meet? When is it going to be the Scooby Doo and the Harlem Globe Trotters yeah. uh, crossover? Well, it doesn't yeah. sound like it's going to be anytime soon. That's hilarious. Well, and that's interesting. That's the Thanos is even play a role in Avengers too. Actually, Megan mentioned something really cool about it she says that scene with thanos it actually she says it's actually says a lot in the sense that like this guy is someone that they sh- they're saving and i'm yep. like yeah no, no totally and she's because she's like because if Thanos, it's it's coming across that if thanos comes into play it's like the end of the world and i actually know it's it's worse than that it's the end of reality if thanos comes in, when oh, yeah. thanos comes into play well roland signed three yeah so and we got one so yeah and i mean more appearances. We, and, and it looks like we're not probably we're not probably gonna see thanos throw down with the avengers or anyone until 2020 well fees i'm okay with fees said yeah. he's not an avengers 2 whatsoever it's so, far so we got away. two fucking movies but i'm saying wait, guardians of the galaxy 2 2015 <laughs> yeah I say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 he plays a role, and then I think Avengers 3. Because does Thanos have anything to do with the Civil War? Uh, no. Okay, so I think those, no, those are think all those, internal things, right? But no, so. I, I think the Civil War might have been just a, a, a teaser shot, too, to begin with. Cause I, I, don't, think, I think it was somebody's like mock-up. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I said on the podcast, I can't remember, but the fact that... No, we didn't get into it. The interview with Kevin Feige uh, right before he went out to the panel, yeah. where there, everyone was digging him for information. I'm like, so like, are we going to see the announcement of Phase 3? And he's his quote was, "We announce when the team is ready to go," which is why he only announced yeah. about Guardians of the Galaxy two is because huh. you got the exact same team from Galaxy one doing it. Yeah, they don't make the announcement. So, what I my interpretation of that article was Marvel bought up these dates because other companies were buying up the dates. They want to secure their dates. They might have a general plan, but they yeah. don't know what's coming out when. When they have the team ready, like he said, when the team is ready to go. They announce what they're doing. So yeah, and I gotta say, I mean, because like, Thanos and Avengers three, that don't make sense for Civil War. So. Like, I mean, it, it's really cool how uh, how they're going about this because Phase two has has like we were saying, like each of the characters, they've gone deeper with each of their characters, and right? something went wrong. Yeah, so each one of them, like they seem to be disarmed, but at the same time, you know, it's like oh, they're being disarmed, but like there's all these bigger events happening, right? And it's just like. You know, it gets you really excited because Age of Ultron seems to like. I'm really, but based on that trailer description, I'm really pumped for Age of Ultron. Wait. Well, that's it. We don't have anything else until Avengers two. My only which concern, is saying a lot, I think. My only concern is that I just don't. I, I and I, 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 I there was an interview with Robert Downey Jr. where he's talking about how he's he thinks that the villain for Avengers for for Avengers two the Ultron is probably one of the best written villains he's ever read on a script. Wow. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm like, I, I sure hope, that, yeah. I sure hope it doesn't go into that whole. Because here's the thing: what I really loved about Iron Man three is that it actually answered one of the biggest character flaws in Tony Stark is that he creates his own enemies. So I feel that he's resolved that arc in that st- he stops creating his own enemies. You know what I mean? Like he might have created a huge one. For well, Avengers that's too. that's my problem. That's yeah. my problem. I really hope that Ultron doesn't follow that path. That that Tony Stark tries to create something good and it ends up blowing up in his face again. And I'm just kind of like, ah, aren't we done with this cliche? I, th- I don't know. I, I just, I, I guess it's all rumors at this point, but I can't remember if it was the, the I think the only fact uh, that came out for Avengers 2 has been that uh, Entertainment Weekly article, and I can't remember where I got this piece of information from, whether it was just rumors or that particular article, which would be fact, but uh, I 
believe Tony Stark makes Ultron to prevent Avengers from putting themselves in harm's way. And then, Ultron, sense, and then Ultron goes. So I'm just saying. Plane. I'm just yeah. saying. Prepare yourself. That's all. It just feels a bit too cliche. And I'm hoping, uh, like, known Joss Whedon. I'm sure he's got an original take on it. I just don't want to want them to dissolve the 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 cool way they wrapped Iron Man. Fair through. enough. Just remember, two different writers too. So yeah, but I mean, Whedon might be. They like, still consult each other. Chain. That's true. Well, they still consult each other, right? And that's I, true. Like I mean, uh, what I really love where they went with uh, Tony, uh, not, where they went with Tony Stark is Tony Stark isn't defined by the suit at all, right? He's like, you know, like the, the his real superpower is here, right? It's, a, it's not like the we suit. commented on. They made the distinction that Tony Stark would appear in the next, yeah, in the next film, and, and that ah, good point, yeah. And then, then and the next thing Tony is, Stark is sealed up. Not is that Iron Cap- Man. Captain yeah. America? Stands uh, doesn't stand for a country. He stands for you know what I mean. He he actually stands, stands for like for an ideal for for yeah the of, of the potential yeah. of what people can be not not what America, America. is yeah. And so when is Steve Rogers gonna die? Yeah, that's another thing. Fallen son. Yeah, and the other they thing announced that title and with oh. Thor. No, no. What? Only thing Phase Three is Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Yeah, and, and, and what they've... Uh, it's it's well, it Avengers 2, Ant-Man, yeah, fair enough. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And what they've done with Thor is, I mean, Th- Thor's decided, you know, he's like, I'd rather be... Uh, he, he doesn't want to be a king, right? Like, he's established the fact that he'd, he's, he'd rather be a good man, right? A good man than be a king, which is yeah. why, like, there's still a bunch of shit going on in fucking Asgard, too. Yeah. So, like I said, this cinematic Lucky. universe, man, has only fucking gotten bigger, right? Well, the only thing that upsets me is I really, re- really want to see more Mark Ruffalo Hulk. Yeah, but he's he's a tricky character to write for, man. Uh, I think they got him though. I think they got no, him I, with I, Avengers. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know. It, like, we, here's the thing: they're starving us of the Hulk, so that when we see him in Avengers two, it's gonna be like, yeah, he's gonna be smashing shit again. Hulk yeah, Buster, man. Hulk true. Buster. The, uh, how much time we got, Stevie? Oh, uh, we uh, we're not even at an hour yet. I was gonna say we're we gonna get into some final thoughts or what? Well, I mean, just what? Really oh, stood, oh, that's what like, I was gonna say. Um, so we sa- we thought that the biggest I think we we're all in a consensus in that the biggest uh, uh, ball that they dropped, if any, was that they didn't include the Avengers two trailer on Guardians of the Galaxy. There was no connector. But at the I end of but it, I so. will say that well, Avengers the Avengers trailer was attached to the end of uh, Captain America vs yeah, yeah. Avenger. Remember? Yeah. Um, but what I, but I will say this that I think they left out the trailer because they have a season of Agent Carter and Shield that's that is going to start this oh, fall that needs a yeah. boost, and I think. That what they're gonna do is at the at the December break. That's when they're gonna unleash the trailer. No doubt. I don't yep. think so much as trailer. That I think they're gonna combine. They're gonna like and look I at what they gonna... did with uh, with with the uh, fucking Winter Soldier, man. Like yeah. that became. It's integral. gonna lead to Avengers too. You couldn't have followed the rest of Shield without watching maybe, a Winter Soldier. Maybe yeah. that's what answers my question. Maybe at the end of the day, what ends up happening is Ultron's created by the government, not Tony Stark. Maybe twenty. Ooh, maybe it's existing. I, I think I read that. No, in the interview. One of the, so I think that's one of the interesting things word. about Iron Man three is he said that he's not the suit. Right? Did Tony Stark finally give up the armor to the government? I hope not. That was a that was a that was a he question in Iron up. Man two. Right? Because he's like, me and the suit are one. You you take the suit. It's the same as slavery. But now that he's identified that he's not the suit, what's wrong with giving the technology well, to the government? Go, essentially, yeah, the yeah. government did steal it. Hmm? The government did steal well, that with Rhodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's the, the Air Force. Machine. He stole it for him, right? Slash the Iron Patriot. But now he kind of keeps it for himself. <laughs> Password is War Machine Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, oh, I, I had a point, too. I had a point, and I just, uh, my train of thought is derailed. Well, strong points. Everyone's strong point of Guardians. Great. 
<laughs> just Groot himself every scene. Oh, seriously? I went into Guardians wa- waiting to fall in love with Groot. Like, I was so ready to. They, like I said, they hyped him from the fucking Oh, my God. Trailers. When he turned into that organic ball, and then they crashed to the earth. To me, Xander. that was powerful, but to me, the light, oh, too. The light. Raccoon. Uh, like, when, when he did the shine the light. Yeah. And then when, was it Drax that oh said, my what, God. is there anything that you can't do? Yeah. And there was a special moment, and then all of a sudden, fucking uh, uh, Quill was like, Pretty sure the answer is I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> and and how that. Rocket fucking understands him, which I don't think that he does understand him in the in the comics, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay, that's even actually cooler. they all understand him in the comics. Oh, do they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I'm yeah, he just says I am Groot, but then then the people respond like he said a normal. Whoa, thing. Well, fucking, we are Groot too. Was that that just topped it? Like, yeah, you're, I'm with you on that one. Like that scene, anyone that didn't have a dry eye for that. Oh like man, you say you've seen but, Rocket completely break down. Yeah, that w- when Rocket was breaking down afterwards, I think that got to me just as much as Groot actually. He did. Like, actually, dying. you're right. He didn't just. It, what, you're, I totally forgot about that. It wasn't just the tear in the fucking ball of, no, of love. He there, was he fucking bawled his, his eyes out at the end. You're right. right. I forgot about that. But and, and then Drax heading him. <laughs> I was hoping for the cat or yeah, the cat. Like, I was hoping for his tail start to mm, wag or something. Like that. He, it, it did. Yeah. It twitched about. But just when he kind of shot his head. Up. But you're right. I forgot about that. He was fucking bawling his eyes out. He was. Yeah. He was. Not, he didn't give a but, shit. So when Groot regrew, was it from the thing that he plucked out of his face? Maybe. I no, think it was, was just it a was stick from on the... uh, it, one of the splinters of his body. Was it? it was like yeah, it was and, and it's interesting because he like pulled that thing out of his face before going to battle. So well, what's like... weird is I knew that about like I, like in the comics. I already knew that about Groot. That Groot could regrow from any part of his. So like I knew Groot. Like I think everyone already. I figured. Knew anyway, I right? figured yeah. he was going. Yeah, to. but I just didn't know that Rocket didn't know. Right. So well, they did set it up at the first scene that you meet him too when he loses his arms. Yeah. And Rocket yeah. just says, hey, "Yeah, you'll regrow." But yeah, think yeah. about it though. Like that, that was dummy. a piece of him. Dude's gonna uh, fucking literally explode into a fucking yeah. 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 million different sticks. Which stick is the fucking? Are yeah. all of them now Groots? Is there a million Groots walking around? Like you oh, know what I mean? Are just yay. Well, no. Remember he planned. It. That's right, too. So he yeah, he some gave water. it a chance to regenerate or whatever. And I, I still can't get over that. See, that's fucking hilarious, man. So uh, we were going to talk about final thoughts then? Yeah, we had yeah, enough yeah, time. Yeah. Or what? Okay. We definitely have enough time. Well, I, well, I got one more question. Okay, so yeah. no one, everyone didn't answer. Maybe they did. Strongest point. I actually said Groot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Strongest point. I guess, would that be final thoughts? No, there's no final I have, thoughts. I have, I have two. You had one. What? Or <laughs> two. Go. Everybody gets what? Um, <laughs> for two. For Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is that Universe, right, Peter? The, ex- uh, yeah, the explanation. Okay, speak over me. Sorry. The explanation of the Infinity Stones um, is a really strong point for the Marvel oh, yeah, Cinematic yeah. Universe. Uh, strongest point in the movie, in my opinion, was uh, drunk, drunk Rocket. Yeah, uh, everyone. I didn't yep. ask to be like this, yeah. which means he the way he made it sound like he was built up and then torn down. Yeah, again. he's a genetic. Like, they kicked, they but no, that I mean like put him together and, and then fucking him brought him back. Like, he did not see the scars on his shit. back. Yeah, well, it wasn't scars. The Wolverine raccoon. What was fucking animating him? Right, he had he had implants and shit. Yeah, Stevie. Um, well, I gotta say, like the I was the biggest shocker of the entire movie was how much Thanos you got. Like I was like, yeah. holy yeah. shit, that is that uh, was strong too. Like all nine Thanos inches, you know, like that. Was, it was the whole <laughs> all nine enchilada. Purple, okay, maybe scaly. not maybe not the balls yet, but like definitely all of the shaft <laughs> because there was so much. I, and I figured we saw Josh Brolin holding up the like toy Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet yeah. up at the panel at uh, San Diego, so. Uh, you know, that kind of gave me the inclination that he's definitely going to show up in Guardians. 
And definitely, because it was an Avengers panel. They assembled the Avengers, but they've said that there's no Thanos in the Avengers. So what is he there for? Good point. Pimp, pimp the new movie yeah. that's coming out. The only one that's left before the Avengers 2, right? So um, I think that was a huge point, how much you got of him. Not just in the scene where you got to see him, but then all of a sudden, the, the same way that the other showed up talking to uh, Ronan, then all of a sudden Thanos is there and you're just using the same like, Ronan's telling him FaceTime off. wall. Yeah. Hello. Um, FaceTime wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't yeah. see that just buffering. <laughs> like, even if it's in Star Wars. <laughs> <Who will>? <laughs> <laughs> Send reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what? Pop what? <gasps> Pop what? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that what I enjoyed the most about it was it had a real Serenity Firefly feel to it with the mm-hmm. ragtag crew and it, you know living on the edge of space and kind of a gritty sidelines uh, sort of culture. And then yep. Xandar was a little bit like you know the Nova core gets in your face. They they were like a the alliance. they were like a warm fuzzy version of the Alliance. Yeah, fuck that scene is so funny. He's like. What it's like? What if I what if I don't like a man and I choose to tear his spine out from his back? That's that's, <laughs> that's actually murder. murder. That's worse. One. That's one that's of the, the worst. Uh, yeah. worst uh, crime. That is crime. That is illegal. illegal. Oh, fan- wow! Like, yeah. and that was that leadership moment where he's like, "Oh, I'll keep an eye." On <laughs> Rock, rocket. What if someone has something that I want more than they do? No, but no, <laughs> sir, you don't but understand. I want, I want it more. I yeah. want it more than they want. Oh my god, the eyeball! You're uh, not even using it. It's so funny. No, it's really important to me. Hey, All right, before we get really the final thoughts, then weak points. Wait, weak points first, and then final thoughts. That's what I said. Yeah. More sense. Before we get into final thoughts. Oh, before we get into final thoughts, weak points. What was your strong point? Um, fuck, it was all good. I, I got one specific weak point, but, uh... Is it one you can take Kingston to? You feel, like... You I think, think so. Get- I think there's enough going on that it'll keep his attention, right? And I think yeah. he's just getting to the age now where he's able to comprehend. Like, before, like, you, like, before, like, with Spider-Man, like, yeah. the smile on his face was immaculate for Spider-Man. But to me, like, during the slow points, he wasn't paying attention. No, you know what I mean. Like he's not comprehending what people are saying, right? So I'm hoping I'm hoping he gets out of that quick, because I want him to actually follow a story and understand what's what's really going on, right? But I think this has so much going on where it'll be able to capture it as well as kind of pay attention to what's going on, right? Um, There's a lot of like teamwork, friendship, like it's yeah. Big, and big I think to, to me, like well, here we go. Like to me, one of the shiny moments was the character development. Yep. Like, you got to know the background story to Peter Quill, so right off the bat, you cared for him. This guy was taken away, lost his mother, got taken away, wouldn't grab his mother's hand. That's got to be fucking haunting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got these the two thugs of fucking... It obviously was, because they, like, yeah. and saw it when he was dying. No, exactly. And, and to me, that's, that's the shit you need. You, you need to be able to fucking really develop these guys and make you care for them. You, you cared for fucking Rocket and, uh, and Groot. The, mm-hmm. the two of them were friends, and it was kind of that hate relationship that you found out just how Rocket felt right at the very end, and that's exactly what what you want right Gamora she didn't just show up and want the fucking thing she had the whole plan about wanting to get out of uh, Thanos's reign and wanted to stop Ronan and uh, development and then Drax like that was awesome like you got to know what the five of these people yeah. were all about and why they were there why would I touch my finger to his throat <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start with, I'll part. start with the weak points the only thing I hate about this and I think that's why I hated about it from the trailer is <laughs> I, I, it's gonna sound stupid but like a, the word like a-holes Stuff like that. You know what I mean? If you're going to fucking go for it, either change the word directly or just say asshole. I know there's ratings and blah, blah, blah. And well, it's not it, even just ratings, but they're the Nova Corps. They're the, they're the like, goody-two-shoe good guys. Uh, who's this jerk? 
apparently someone other was, than uh, a hole. I just like, I think well, to me, I think that's a dumb fucking. That's that's that was that. I think that was one of those. If like, that's your only that was one of those happy point, set accidents. Solid. Oh no, I, I honestly, know. I think that yeah. was that was like a that was like an extra safety take kind of situation because James Gunn did say that uh, there was a moment where he said just like, well, try calling them a holes. Because he's such a British guy, like real life too. He's yeah. a British actor. He would never he use dies that kind of word. Too, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, like they even said, bitch and ass. Like you know what I mean? Like just like to me, use a different word or don't go for that censor. To me, it just comes I off as completely censored and geared for kids. And I'm like, come on. No, what I really liked about it was, uh, well, at least with with Peter Quill with Star Lord's character, I love the way that he spoke because he's he left in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He still speaks like an 80s kid. He yeah. did a fucking Last Crusade reference. Yeah. That was fucking Oh, awesome. no, get your hands off me, you damn Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only thing I don't... <laughs> the opening scene, that was hilarious. Well, the turd. The turd burglar, I think is what he called. What? Fucking Ronan. The, come on, when he was dancing at the end, that was fucking hilarious. So he's like, what are you doing? Distracting you. Yeah. You fucking turd nugget or something? Or you yeah. turd burglar or something like that? Turd yeah. burger. Yeah. Turd burger, I think it was. Turd yeah. burger, yeah. yeah. Well, it's 80s references, right? It so totally is. That was, that was to me, that was just a weak point. Oh, my I, I just, God. I didn't like that. Oh, my God. When, uh, forget Gamora when they're flying in this ship or whatever she's what does she say she's like just like Kevin Bacon yeah are we like Kevin we're just like we're just like Kevin Bacon and he's like what oh my god that's fucking hilarious she's like uh, when he goes for the kiss she's like you're not gonna seduce me with your (laughs) pelvic sorcery (laughs) I'm not some Andorian waif yeah. Oh, oh well, fuck so it. When, even when Drax was talking about the friendship, where he's like, "This dumb love- tree is my friend. Yeah. Yeah. This green horse, green whore is my friend." Fuck, that's gold. I don't know. Nebula too. Like, talk about another high point. And then Nebula. that dude Nebula. shows up and he's like, "Well, you, you know what's a really cool payoff moment? Actually, you know what? I take it back. This is my favorite moment because it is such a beautiful payoff moment when uh, when dude shows back up and uh, at the final scene." When uh, Star Lord walks in the room and the dude sees like, and he's like Star Lord, and he's like, finally, finally! <laughs> so happy. <laughs> and then it turned out that his mom called him Star Lord, and I cried. No, my that was a good touch. Um, Give props to Nebula too. Yeah. She was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not dead. She's still around. Oh my yeah, god. Well, she took the ship and yeah. fucked and fucked off, right? Yeah, with her freaky arm. All right, final thoughts. Her freaky whole body. We didn't go through our weak points. Weak thoughts. Uh, Ashley. <laughs> I don't have any. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought... Hold on, y- weak points. Weak Yondu, points Yondu didn't have to be so much Merle. <laughs> like, he was Merle, man. But I, I did like how they, how they adapted the Mohawk, how instead it was like a mind control thing for his yeah. arrow. Because he's an archer in the comics, so... Well, he did the arrow was still there with the whistle. The arrow right? was yeah, exactly. so it cool. Was a cool. It was a cool adaptation. But I, really I feel cool like, you I'm like, why end. are you like a space hillbilly? Because <laughs> yeah. he is a... Well, yeah, because he was, guy. right? But I mean... No, you're right. There were shades of Merle when these guys are the, hey, boy. Like, there was... Yeah, yeah. These guys from the fucking deep south of whatever I, planet I just, it is. Feel, <laughs> I just feel like if if they had kind of maybe explained it a little bit more in like the fact that like maybe because they, they're the ones that abducted him from Earth, right? So maybe Raven, a reference. Yeah. yeah, maybe a reference that he's just like he really liked like the Dukes of Hazard. Like maybe he like he, no, he good point. He, like he'd been monitoring. Uh, why did he? Why was Pratt or why was fucking? But Quill why would saved? he have been monitoring? Why would he have been monitoring Tara in like the first t- place? TV signals yeah, or like whatever, that's, just for entertainment why, purposes. Like that's like that's why? like uh, what's it called from Galaxy? But why? Because maybe he was Star-Lord's, looking for an alien. Because Star Lord's dead. Sent him to Tara. No, no, to I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Like, like um, what, one thing that they did establish is that. The rest of the universe does know about Earth. They call it Terra. It's just not of significance to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that it's a 
good segue into what my weakest moment was. And it wasn't so much the moment, but the timing of it. Because I kind of wish that Yondu, in some exposition earlier in the film, announced that he meant to... He was he was sent to rather go Travel. and pick up Star Lord to bring him to his father, yeah. his unnamed and mysterious alien father. I think the timing was kind of good. Uh, well, I just didn't like how end, it though? was at the very end. Yeah. That was my only concern because well, it was I think a, that's it was kind of like to a, try to get you to exactly, it. but it was it was a slap uh, yeah. in the face kind of hook. And I was, and and it, honestly, I think it would have made me more concerned for his daddy issue kind of character. Where the fuck is his dad? The twenty six years you want to be like, hey fucker, I paid you to bring him back. Where the hell are you? Yeah, I don't think Yondu seems too hard to find, but uh, I don't know. It's a, that, that's no, I'm with you on that one. I wish that that had been earlier in the film instead of after the oh. action and, and the, yeah, the win. And then you're like, ah, okay, great. As in, now it really I'm... felt like Gunn was like, shit, we forgot to say this right quick before you're banned off camera. You know what? Actually, it's uh, it's not really a weak point because it's kind of, I don't know, because I kind of enjoyed it, but I found the action sequence right at the end really confusing. So, like, I was kind of losing like track. Like no. them going through, yeah, but I kind of started losing track and stuff because, like, well, I mean, there was just so much going on. There was, like, I mean, because I was like, hang on a second, we haven't seen Gamora in ages, and then suddenly it like kicks back to her, and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what's happening with that whip. Like, you know, it was, yeah. it was very like, I don't like you're, there you're was outside the ship. You're no, you're right because at the you're right at that point there was three different scenes. There was inside the ship. Uh, yeah, there was but the web, three, and then there was the drop ships on the were, fucking earth. Yeah, but there were three instances inside the ship. Then there was the right, web, Gamora, and then, then there yeah. were then there were all the shooting ships around the web, and yeah. then there were the ships that were flying down to the ground to shoot. That so there was just was trying to block. And then yeah. there was the people like Nova Prime being like, "Oh my god!" And it's just yeah, like yeah, bounce, 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 bounce. Like it was, it was a little. I enjoyed it. But it was, it was, I think that the, might be a weak point for others. It was the Battle of Yavin all over again. <laughs> Just so much. Like, I felt like it, it wasn't... was the Battle of New York a little bit all over again. <laughs> yeah, but the I mean, Battle of, Battle of New York was really... the Avengers. But I mean, that was based on the Avengers. Like, I was expecting the action scene to be more based on the Guardians, but then all of a sudden there's this web and there's these ships and then Yondu's chilling out and then there's all these other guys and I was just like, yeah, ah, because you're right, then oh my there God, was fucking Yondu on the fucking yeah. meadow with the thing. There so was, four. there was a... That's four different fucking That's four right locations, yeah. but there were so many yeah, different yeah, yeah. action sequences Good within point. the locations. Like, it was, it was hard to keep up. It was busy. I think I need an another rewatch let's go right now <laughs> okay all right final yeah. thoughts uh, and in your final thoughts include placement in the marvel movie universe 10 out we, of 10 we, would we see again have, because we now have 10 10 marvel movies oh my goodness 10 10, 10 marvel movies uh, 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 go ahead you yeah you first what oh uh, final thoughts and placement oh it's it's and rating. it's really good it's uh, it's a solid standalone movie it's probably it's probably the best marvel has been since uh, iron man actually the first Iron Man, how it's such a good standalone movie. Mm. I think like Guardians is very much that movie as well. Um, yeah. It's hard to place them. I all, I love them all uniquely, honestly. And I, I, I went, I kind of had a mental assessment when we when we did our last rating on a Marvel movie, and I'm like, you know, it's easy to rate sequels because sequels are the ones that kind of like law of diminishing returns, as yeah. it were, right? But it's hard when it's a unique take, and like you know, Guardians is it stands. It stands as good as any of the other hero origins, I would say, right? So Yeah. Can't, that's the best I can So do. what's your rating, though, out of the movie uh, itself? Oh, I think it's a 10 out of 10 in terms of being a movie itself. 10 out of 10 what? Stars. Uh, 10 out of 10 Infinity Stones. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's only seven. Um, I, six, isn't it? Is it six? six I don't yeah, even know. Uh, f- final thoughts on it. I just, it, yeah, it was standalone is definitely the word for it because I feel like this is... Uh, 
I, when I came out of the movie, I was just so elated by everything that I just saw, uh, had seen, and uh, just felt like there was the best, without having uh, an already sentimental attachment to the property, yeah. it was the best Marvel movie out of the cinematic universe. So this is the one that you can jump on board with. And I think that for some, it, it seems like the the most daunting one, because it is so vast and so new. And, and like we said before, it uh, it really kind of says that uh, Avengers was so, you know, three years ago and uh, and everything in the phase one is just forget about it because we're just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, and it's just more vast than you could have imagined. What was Avengers three years ago? Yeah. Oh, my God. 2012. Sorry. Start of 2012. Carry on. Yeah, it was Sorry. almost three years ago. I didn't mean to cut you off. Also, yeah, it will be three years by Avengers 2. The year of the Dark Knight there we Rises. Go. <laughs> and uh, just, I, I don't know, it's a, it, it's something that the entire family can go to. I think it's like even the violence in it isn't very dark. Um, it's uh, the, the archetypes are there. They're very easy to understand. Uh, and in, in that, it might be a little bit weak. You know, it could have been dressed up a little bit more serious, uh, a little bit more uh, gritty. But then again, that's not exactly Marvel's take on things. You know, that's uh, that's not how they're doing their brand. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, it owned what it was. And uh, and I think the symbol of that is the very after credit scene with uh, Howard the Duck. I think that that is a symbol. It's a little flag at the very end being just like, we know that this is from the depths of the Marvel archive. You know, this is a property that never really did take off, uh, you know, in and of itself. And it was kind of... Um, you know, pieced together from little bits of other things. Like we uh, noticed, Tito brought it up that it was uh, Groot is a recycled character from the old uh, Planet X, um, Astonishing Tales, yes. right? Yeah. And uh, He's a villain too, I believe. And yeah. and even the very th- he he has other dialogue right on the cover. But the very first thing that he says, all bo- emboldened, is "I am Groot." Yeah. It's an announcement of who he is. It's so good. So. Uh, it, 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 it's a, it's a harkening back to this time where where Marvel was just piecing together these properties, kind of drawing from their old monster tales and uh, and and science fiction stories, and trying to cobble something new together that they could kind of package and and put out there. And and people didn't really get the bait. And I think now it's so great because it's a new universe in that. And I use that term in the sense that like it's a new medium, right? The the cinematic universe is a whole new way to uh, introduce these characters to. An audience, and now I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like almost ahead of its time. Now mm. it's found its place, and they really did it right. And uh, Howard the Duck is like also just this uh, from out of the depths, you know, of nowhere Marvel property, well, and good, already has been a movie, and it's a terrible movie, and you need to watch it. It was a good reference too, because when did Howard the Duck come out? Eighties, eighties, yeah. Yeah, yes. uh, it, right when he left Earth, right? So it's well, on the precedent because, with Rocket uh, Raccoon. Maybe Howard is like yeah, a genetic and it experiment. Also like it also kind of says something in that. I, I never thought of it that way, Steve. And I think it also kind of says something that this movie could have very easily been a, a Howard the Duck. Yeah, it could. It could yeah. This could have been Marvel's first big bomb. Yeah, it really could have. And and it just goes to show how much they know what they're doing in terms of studio and, and, and the direction they're going, right? I mean, it's interesting because like they're, they're unique among studios in the sense that everything we do is connected to everything else. You know, it'd be, it'd be as if, like, um, it's interesting as Warner Brothers is the exception that, they're, that they can connect it all together. Yeah. But it'd be like um, Sony, which did Godzilla, having like Godzilla take place in the same universe as Spider-Man for some reason, right? But Well, did you guys read uh, the... Spider-Man just gets disintegrated by his like blue breath. <laughs> yeah. Just swim, swing. Did you guys see Holy the James days. Gunn's thank you post today? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't delve into it, but I definitely I dove noticed into it. it. It was really, really good. And I think that what you were just saying, Tito, where it, it shows that what they're doing with, with people that give, like the leeway they're giving is the biggest thing Gunn was thankful for 
is that the movie he pitched Marvel three years ago is what we saw. Yeah. They allowed him to do what he wanted, and he said in the post, you say as long as he was able to back it up. There, he said there's a few things they wanted to put the Infinity Stones. He said, mm-hmm. This is what your story has to include. Give us something, and that's what he got to do, and that's what his biggest thing thankful for. It was very much of a thank you fans, uh, thank you Disney, thank you Marvel type of post, right? And I think that was, especially with this whole Edgar Wright Ant Man thing, because like mm-hmm. we were just saying before the podcast started, now this is going to be. What goes up has to come down. There's got to be a fucking Marvel bomb somewhere. Yeah, it's it's, just it's a matter coming. Of timing. Yeah, and hopefully it never comes during our fucking existence. But there's been a lot of shit around Ant Man so far. So anyway, go ahead, Ash. Sorry. sorry. Wait, wait. Uh, wait oh, just sorry. I would oh, just sorry. like to give yes. my rating. Yep. If yeah, I rating. My bad. My bad. No, no, no. It's okay. Uh, all good. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. You know what? Like I have, like I was saying, I have such such sentimental attachment to Steve Rogers and to uh, you know, not so much Iron Man. I jumped on with the movies more with his character, but in similar ways to like just the origin stories of other um, Marvel uh, comic book properties, like the X Men and Spider Man, and uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and the teaming up that they do, like I do, I, I really was a fan of the Avengers uh, when I was uh, growing up. Those were definitely the ones that I reached for first when I was going to the library trying oh, really? to absorb as much. Yeah, because the Avengers just, uh, you know, the group together, of course, not quite exactly how they're represented in the movies, right? Oh. You know, it's always a different iteration of uh, who is on the Avengers team. But still, like uh, those movies, I love for that reason. And now, like Guardians of the Galaxy is my first connection to it. So now I'm just super excited for them to expand on that and, and make all the different characters meet. So I almost want to give it two ratings is what I'm getting at. Uh, and like one on its own and one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because um, they did give us a lot of Thanos. They explained the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, but then they really kind of left the universe alone, as it were. There weren't too many uh, references. There was a few here and there, especially in the collector's booth, which, I mean, granted, we'd already seen. We saw at the end of Thor The Dark World. Hi, Baron. Um, Sorry, he's just he's picking <laughs> at the cord. No, yeah. no, it's the yeah. blanket. Oh, it's the blanket? Oh. Just having, yeah. f- having a time. Um, so <laughs> I want to give it the rating of, uh, f- like, on its own, four and a half. Uh, nowheres. Giant space Out of heads. five? Yeah. Out of five. Oh, I was yeah. going to say out of ten. I'm no, like, out of get five. Out, just get and it right then, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'd give it a, I'd give it a four. Just a four. Four to five? Yeah. Oh. Wow. No, yeah, it's some good backup, though, some good explanations. So. Okay. Cool. So, man, well, I'm like, I'm well, like Baron's getting out. ready to nap for the night. <laughs> yeah, seriously, she always says it. Um, no, I, uh, I really like standalone. Like Tito and Steve said, is definitely the word. But the, I guess it was so exciting because it was, it's so shiny and it's so new and it's all, it's all different and it's not, you know, it's not the same Steve Rogers and it's not the same Tony Stark and it's not the same Black Widow. It's, it's all new stuff. So it's all very exciting. There's like, you know, we got to like establish a whole new universe of like cool, amazing, fun stuff, which like, I think, like I was saying earlier, I think it was, stronger than the Avengers in a sense that it kind of had to be had to be bigger and better and I mean like the action scenes were incredible like the little spaceships and everything like honestly like even just even if you're not just watching what's going on in the foreground like there's a lot going on in the background not even just in the back like but like just looking at the galaxy in the background it was like looking out into the universe like it's like it's visually one of the one of my favorite marvel movies for sure like it's definitely one of the most beautiful we've seen so far um 
Obviously, Groot was my favorite character. <laughs> um, but I Mine think he—I don't think he would have been my favorite without Rocket. Like, yeah, I really they're, think they're he needed. They're, they're definitely a package deal, and so like when Rocket was like dying, like with freaking tears when Groot died, it was. Uh, and then he said those three words. They changed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was. Um, it's funny because I can always tell what an amazing movie is when I reach for Stacy in a movie, like so that we can just connect and like have a moment that like, yes, this is awesome. And the last movie that her and I did that in was the dark Knight rises actually. Mm. And then we did it again. Um, when baby dancing Groot was having his <laughs> little dance off. That was awesome. It was, it, it was it a was great awesome. way to end it. I think it really was. It With was Drax just not like, just, just sharpening up his sword. Yeah. And then turns and looks and he's like, <gasps> stops. Yeah. But for so and long, you can see him. Pause, he's blinking. So yeah, the camera, this, yeah. yeah. The pause was so long too, but like, I mean, the, the story was solid. Like, uh, Kid getting abducted, I was like, what the hell? Why did they abduct him in the first place? But it all comes together in the end, right? Yeah. Like, it's a very well-rounded There's story. More to the story. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to be going into a sequel. There's no offense or buts about it. They, like, we they know. Already we it, already yeah. know it. They've already announced it. But, yeah. I mean, it's very obvious at story the end of the movie, which point. which is unfortunate sometimes because sometimes it's just nice to have a, mov- a movie that's well-rounded in itself and doesn't need to trickle into something else. But that's mm. okay. Um uh, I'm just going to give it one rating and I don't, I don't. Two ratings is ridiculous. Why would you Two ratings is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you waste that much podcast time? Oh my God. Um, no, just because like, because it was such a standalone, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it should have to stand up to the rest of the Marvel universe, nope. even though it does. It really solidly does. But I mean, it fits like it. Definitely, like puzzle pieces in there, but it's kind of like when you when you're like doing the you know like when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle and you do the border first so that you have the border. This is like starting something new in the center, like a new part of the jigsaw puzzle. You're like kind of starting to develop something else in the middle, right? Man, I just came up with that all by myself. That's a metaphor. (laughs) That's a metaphor, and he's like, yeah, no. what does he say? He was he rips the thing he out rips, of the dude's head. Yeah, it's something about I'll slice your head or something. Like no, that. no, he's like I'll rip, I'll rip, I'll rip that thought out of your head or something. Because yeah. he said I'll rip that out of your head, and then he literally rips the thing out of it. And <laughs> That's he's like, a metaphor. That's and a he's metaphor. Like, no, kinda. he looks at him. He's like metaphor, and he's like no, no really. No. <laughs> well, I thought he said kinda. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um, I'm I'm trying to think if I've rated. I don't know what else I've rated the same that it's I'm going to rate this. Script. That's what I'll say. It's everything, tight. Everything comes it is, back to play. It is watertight. I don't. There wasn't a line in that movie that I'm like, eh, thing, that was a throwaway. And one thing Stacy said that's this is Marvel's first Marvel Studios' first female writer, Nicole yeah. Perlman, with James Gunn. Bam! That's so. why I love more, it. More women. Women are funny. I uh, I'm going to have to go back and see what else I've rated. Actually, Kevin Feige actually spoke about that maybe uh, in the future. Like, they're getting closer to making an all-female Marvel movie. Like, well, yeah, I just saw that heroes. today. I saw a post yeah. about it today. Which would be cool, man. Like, that She-Hulk. That would be pretty sick. 
Yeah. Apparently, Eliza Dushku is down to play She-Hulk. Oh, my God. She would be the best She-Hulk. Who made that comment about the... sick. Tweeter. Goyer? Tweeter and Teller. Was it Goyer? Yeah. About the sex fucking... It's not sexy or something? Well, actually, why would she... No, why would he be... She be a porn star specifically for the Hulk when they're actually cousins? Was basically the answer back to what he said. Yeah, because they're like... they're like It was Goyer, right? She-Hulk was only created as someone... For the Hulk to fuck, yeah, and it's like, uh, they're cousins, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, there well, goes Scarlet that Witch argument. and Quicksilver. How about like... you let spend less time criticizing Marvel and more time fucking writing for DC, <laughs> asshole? No yeah, God damn it, ten out of ten. Fucking just because you did the Dark Knight doesn't mean you can let, rest on those laurels. I think <laughs> the last one that I rated ten out of ten was <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Was it? I think. I don't think I've had a ten out of ten since. Yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 baby dancing groots. 10 out of 10 oh, baby oh, groots. Oh, I think everyone, like I said, if Disney doesn't do a fucking official. No, 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 no. Not baby dancing groots. Baby groots when he first like opens his little eyes and up stretches. and he's like, ah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the money shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I Over to you, good ship. sir. I've always enjoyed Shiny going last. Built just like it was again. Because like it's at not the end a new Serenity. hat. Yeah. That's yeah. why we love it. It's not a new hat. That's true. That's so true. It's Malibu not a new hat. Stacey got a new hat. That's, that's a beautiful way of putting it. This yeah, movie was not, not a new hat. It's a whole new uniform. Yeah, exactly. And a whole new person. pair of shoes. My final thoughts <laughs> wow. is, is pretty much, I've already said them, like I said, I, I've never, I've always wanted to find out what made Star Wars such a big deal. I love it, but it was yeah. a game-changing movie in the 70s, and I yep. think this is the, I think watching this, that was the reason why. Captured that it, magic. It, it was very fun. It was, it was, like I said, it was a high the whole way. It looked fucking beautiful. Oh, to me, yeah. like, and it was just, a, it was a plain awesome movie. Uh, my advice out there is, if anyone wants to jump in, same on the, company though. Disney's doing the new Star Wars, so yeah. If anyone and JJ's going, mostly uh, uh, props and physical action, so that's uh, always Practical. good. Do it, James um, Gunn, take over, please. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so if anyone's out there, I will say this is a very good uh, jumping in point to anyone that, that hasn't really followed the Marvel. Now would be universe. the time. Yeah. Uh, again, this is a completely standalone movie, but there's just enough in there to give that nod. I.e., the Infinity Stone scene is great, and you don't even need to know anything about the past history of the movies. Yeah. The, but the collector spells it out for you enough where it's not insulting. He's literally just talking to. Uh, the fucking group, and he's telling them what's going on, which is the first time that's actually being mentioned in the whole MCU as well. So, well, they set up very well that Star Lord has no idea what he's been stealing the entire movie. What yeah, sets exactly. The what the hell is this? And then he opens it up, and is that purple, beautiful purple gem? Yeah, that I'm like rupees. <laughs> I do like how each of the rupees. stones has taken a different form in this in the MCU. Cube, fucking liquid, yeah. and now a this is the gem. first one that's an actual gem. Yeah. Unless you count Unless the Loki Pokey stick. The Unless gem, yeah. we've seen the Loki Pokey, that's right. Did you need Mind him? It. I think she needs a chip. Oh, <laughs> no what? Communicado. Um, but no, no, I was, I was wondering. I, you said rupees, and I'm like, man, I wonder where my heart container coasters oh. are going to get here. And then I drew a heart on your shoulder. Oh, nice. The, it was uh, really romantic. But no, like, I, I've always, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen a very fun movie, like from start to finish. I think of, I think Avengers was my last one that I enjoyed thoroughly. And really I'm, clutched I'm, us. And I'm trying to think if there was even a down point in Avengers that there might have been. Maybe not. But this well, one, you know, for all the praise Avengers gets, it is, it is riddled with plot holes. There is a lot of sins of convenience fine. in that movie. But we that's forgive fine. it because 
really like I think we mentioned this going into Avengers. It's like all Avengers needed to get right was all the Avengers in a group together beating the Friday. shit out of stuff. But I yeah. think I think we've talked about it too, where someone like someone said like, how is it realistic that he flies a, a fucking nuke into a black hole? And I'm like, just think about that for a second. If they're dealing with an alien race and your problem is that he conveniently can carry a nuke into a black hole, that's yeah. pretty good for the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Same thing, like we're dealing with a fucking outer someone space was adventure. Like, how did he fall in space? And I'm like, well, did you think that maybe Earth's gravity was probably working through the wormhole? <laughs> and they're like, shut up. And I'm like, also, they shut up. They established that the Iron Man suit is enclosed at the beginning of the movie when he's underwater. underwater. Water. And also, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is- to answer the inertia, his shoulder booster rockets Falls. jettison, and that yeah. like starts his fall. Down, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so- yeah, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. But anyway, Sorry, man. They this, thought about it. I, like I said, I just want to uh, reiterate nice. what you guys said about the standalone movie. This is an excellent jump in point. This is an excellent non uh, fan service movie uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe where this is just open to anyone whether you're into fucking superheroes whether you're into dramas whether you're into anything this is just a fun movie to go see and it just so happens that it's connected to an awesome fucking universe as well I think so I'll, I'll give this a solid 10 out of 10 I've yeah. never actually had a, 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 a fun movie before where I was beaming coming out of that yeah man or, or not before we but were, a long time we were all high we were all definitely like Inception, I was Inception, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, this is unreal!" But that, like, I walked out of Guardians going, "That was just a really good time." Like, yeah. I, that was that was like two hours of sex, just fun. Thank you, ma'am. Give some money and walk away. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and only fifteen fifty. Kevin and Kevin and popcorn. All right. Uh, so I think that's it. Uh, we all got. Oh uh, yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, uh, ten out of ten Groot sticks out of, uh, or ten Groot sticks out of ten. Groot sticks. There you Groot go. Sticks. Uh, so I think that pretty much covers this. 10 out of 10 dirty oh. Stanleys. Dirty Stanleys. Creepy Stanleys. Oh, Joss Whedon, if you, if you listen to this, which I know you don't, put a bunny in the Avengers too so that we know. Squirrel girl. <laughs> Except for bunnies. Squirrel girl. That's bunnies. who needs to come All right, I think that's it for this Except edition for of Cinephiles. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. See you next I time. I am Groot. Uh, we, we are, are Groot! Cinephiles, part of the Wyman Podcast Network.